So you know I'm writing this book, and last week I had a, well, a big sense of remorse about the whole thing. A big, at least for me, kind of big, because I'm not usually this down, a big all-over physical feeling of, no, that's not what I want. And I really started to second-guess myself You know, I've been working along with a plan, a plan that's worked for lots and lots of people to finish their first complete draft. And there's been an expert guiding me, and I was looking at the outline and the breakdown of the chapters, and I was just, nope, that's not it. Completely not feeling it. And I honestly wanted to just kind of run away from the whole project. I did not want to look at it. I did not want to think about it. What I did want to do was abandon ship and start something else. I really felt that desire, that desire, compelling desire to start something else entirely. And I was thinking, this is just going to take too long. I'm already feeling like I was rushing. And now I need to go back and take it a lot more seriously and, and, and. And the divine, really, the divine reached out to contact me. Has this happened to you (laughs) through social media? Because I was in a real snit. And I thought, you know, all I can do, I'll just update my Instagram. And lo and behold, There it was. The universe had sent me the message I needed once again via a meme on Instagram. Success takes time, but quitting won't speed it up. I know, right? It was written right there. Success takes time, but quitting won't speed it up. How on earth did people get eternal wisdom before the internet? Hello, veg heads and veg your besties. Welcome back to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here every week encouraging you to eat more plants and challenge yourself to set some sort of impossible goal. And here we are at episode 65, quitting won't speed it up. Okay, can we file that under duh? Yes, like most of the obvious good advice that exists. Yeah, we say, we hear, yeah, I know that, I know that, I know. But when we're in the middle of it, the eternal truths sometimes hit us like we've never before heard such genius. Now, if you do not regularly receive 
divine revelation through social media, I think you are underestimating the medium, the power. But maybe, maybe you get your deep thoughts through podcasts or on YouTube. Success takes time, but quitting won't speed it up. So my recent remorse and full-on negativity about the direction my book was going in was really bringing out my inner quitter. I didn't want to tell the editorial experts who've been guiding me. I didn't want to explain it to my family or anyone who typically asks about it. I just wanted to pretend that the whole thing had never happened because you know, I was thinking I'd let the formatting of the draft go too far and that I hadn't been engaged enough and that I'd been kind of phoning it in. I'd made a big mistake that I'd taken on too much and that I let it go in a direction that I wasn't 100% in on. And the brilliance that my brain offered me last week as a solution was this. In my brain, it seemed to me that I could either keep doing it exactly the same way and be unhappy or quit and scrap the whole project. Brilliant, right? Out of the infinite choices that exist in this, in this time, space, and universe, those were the only two choices that presented themselves to me. The only two that seemed possible. Keep on doing the exact same thing and be miserable or quit. Who out there? Are you there? Who out there's been in this headspace? It's not just me, right? Do you know the Tracy Chapman song, Fast Car? Tracy Chapman sings this line, leave tonight or live and die this way. Leave tonight or live and die this way. This is the kind of dramatic, all or nothing thinking we talked a lot about. I think it was in May, and I think it was episode 38, an episode called All or Something. And so even though I'm very much aware of how the human mind has a tendency to create these false binaries, these false choices... And even though I notice dramatic thinking when my clients are doing it and I coach them on it all the time, when I'm in the middle of it, when it's me, it feels absolutely real. It feels 100% accurate. Leave tonight or live and die this way. (laughs) And in my case, scrap the whole book project, everything I've done so far, Or keep slogging away at something I'm not happy with for a very long time and it will never be the way I want it. Anyone out there ever been in this headspace? Now, of course, there are moments in both real life and in Bond films where the protagonist has to take a certain extreme dramatic course of action with only nanoseconds to decide, right? And maybe out on the savanna or wherever our brains did a good 
portion of their evolving over millennia, maybe then life and death decisions to run or hide, kill or be killed, were a lot more plentiful than decisions about book outlines or whether to move house or how to limit the consumption of animal products. So it's understandable that our brains do this. Very understandable that our brains so often offer us these limited choices. And sometimes, if you are like me or my clients, you will be really resistant when someone else is not playing along with your drama. When someone else says, really? Are those like the only two choices? Completely scrap the book or keep slogging away for months and months in a way you don't like? Or maybe for you, it's cancel the holidays completely or celebrate them 100% your mother-in-law's way until either you or she dies or continue to eat meat, eggs, and dairy at every meal or only iceberg lettuce and raisins and feel weak and cranky for the rest of your time on earth. Leave tonight or live and die this way. I catch myself doing this. And of course, of course, I don't catch myself doing it half as often as I catch my husband or my friends or my clients doing it, right? It's so much easier to see when others are doing this because we all do it. We run into discomfort, some discomfort, some remorse, and we go, oh, I can't do it. This is taking too long. It feels like shiitake mushrooms. I don't like it. It's not what I thought it would be. This is ruining my life. And then, and then it dawns on us, the brilliant idea, the answer to our prayers, quit, quit. We could quit. It seems too perfect, too simple, too beautiful. We could just quit. Instant relief. And yes, There's some discomfort with quitting. So what we could do is start something else right away. Research something else. Buy something else. Sign up for something else right away. Who can relate? So if you are here for the vegan plant-based content, you already know that I coach my clients to veg their best, not my best, Not someone else's best, not the best. Yes, vegan. Yes, whole foods. Yes, plant-based, local and organic when possible. It all sounds terrific, right? It's an awesome goal. A billion, more than a billion reasons. But if you run into a snag, if you run into a couple or three or 50 choices or situations that are not propelling you along your vegan continuum, you might find yourself thinking the same thoughts that I mentioned above. Ah, I can't do this. This is taking too long. It feels like, you know, the shiitake mushrooms. I don't like it. It's not what I thought it would be. This is ruining my life. 
maybe in your situation, you have a couple of other great thoughts like no one's supporting me. No one else even understands why I'm doing this. Did you ever think that maybe my body needs fried chicken and spare ribs, Michelle? And then the false binary begins forming. I could just quit. I could just quit this idea of limiting or eliminating the consumption of animal products. God knows two-thirds or more of the people I know would breathe a sigh of relief. And listen, if this isn't you, if this is someone you love who's having a lot of trouble showing up for the choices they said that they wanted, choices to opt out of animal agriculture, choices to enhance their health, choices that land a little lighter on the earth and the environment, we might consider not feeding into their false narrative. Because if they are saying something like, this isn't for me, it's not working for my body or my health or my lifestyle or where I am right now, let's just be curious. Because supportive doesn't necessarily mean saying things like, no, you can do it. Quitting isn't an option. Power through it. Get a grip. Because under that guise of tough love, we can actually end up inadvertently feeding this unhelpful, all-or-nothing mindset. Because quitting is actually an option. It really is. And to pretend that it isn't, it's not all that useful. That's my opinion. Because maybe with a little curiosity, we can help someone we love see, or help ourselves see, that quitting is just a choice. It's just one choice, one possible choice at one end of a really, really long list of possible choices. Gritting our teeth, forcing ourselves, being uncomfortable. Okay, that's another choice. And then we can start to brainstorm some of the many, many choices that lie in between. Choices that exist if we don't quit and if we don't give up. And if we don't chalk it up as a mistake or a failed experiment of some kind. Because if we stay in it, if we don't take ourselves completely out of the game, we can actually get so much information. We can learn so much about who we are and what's hard for us and what's actually easy for us, but we're discounting. We can see where it is that things are hard because in most every case, it's not impossible. For those of us who want to limit eating animals, there are usually parts of the process that are going pretty well. They're pretty easy. And then there are parts that aren't. That's why I use coaching my clients the Veg Your Best methodology because we get a chance to see What is working and what isn't without throwing the baby out with the proverbial bathwater? Because if we can stick with it, even imperfectly, if we can keep showing up, 
and assessing without making it mean it's either the right thing or the wrong thing, we can give ourselves the time we need to catch up. Because yeah, some of us need some time. We need some time to learn how to fuel ourselves, how to locate substitutes and ingredients and acquire a taste for some of those new choices. And it, yes, can take some time to develop the confidence we need to ask for what we want. And it can take some time to find the mentors and the support system that makes the journey, well, makes it more enjoyable. And it can take some time to imagine our new lives and the new choices without thinking of animals as food. Because most of us spent a long time learning to think of animals as food. How many of us used to not even like steak or eggs or certain cheeses or fish as kids, but someone who loved us just kept offering and trying and figuring out ways to get us to give it one more try or use another preparation to tempt us because that's a big part of it. Once I thought of many things as food that I no longer think of. Animals are not food to me, but that did not happen overnight. And if you were thinking that it should be faster, it should be happening faster for you, or you are vegan and you think your dad or spouse or friend should be better at it by now and it's going too slow, I get it. I really do. It is sometimes really, really slow. And quitting is an option. But it's just one of many, many, many other options. And when things are slow, quitting won't speed it up. Quitting won't allow you to celebrate the parts that you have accomplished. And quitting won't give you any insight into why certain things are feeling so hard for you today or right now or this week. There are millions and millions of choices between suffering through this and quitting. Millions. And helping you see that when you're feeling really discouraged is just one of the ways that coaching can be so helpful. So many of us do not feel safe or adequate or comfortable admitting what's hard, what's going poorly on our plant-based vegan journey. And we can be forgiven for sometimes wanting to just quit, to just end the journey or put it off to another season or year or lifetime. So if for some of you there's been a tailgating party or an American Thanksgiving last week or Hanukkah with the family or a holiday work party and you felt bad, you felt bad about what you did have, about what you didn't have, bad about how you communicated about it, bad how someone else reacted, try on a thought. Nothing has gone wrong. Sometimes it's hard. And yes, quitting is actually one option, but it's just not the one that's going to help with any of those events where you felt bad. You won't feel 
any better about what's happened recently by quitting. So I'm encouraging you to remember what what I always say, right? That our thoughts create all our results. And if your thought is, it's not working, it's taking too long, I'm lousy at this, it's too hard, I don't have any support. Well, if you're thinking those sorts of things, you're probably creating results that look a lot like that. So remember, I don't encourage you to replace the thoughts you've got with pie-in-the-sky Pollyanna thoughts that you don't even believe. What we do is we look for little cracks in our logic. Little ones. If you're thinking it's not working, I encourage you to be curious and ask yourself, well, where is it working a little bit? What part did work. And if you're thinking, I'm lousy at this, okay, well, maybe, but what part of you did get a little better at it? And what part of you is actually kind of uniquely suited to this task? And if you're thinking that you don't have support, I know that probably feels true, but what support do you have? And how are you able to support yourself? And how have you supported yourself in the past? How have you gotten better at supporting yourself in this process? And if you're thinking it's taking too long, ask yourself, hmm, where did you already create some results so far? What do you value about what you've done? And maybe what is the benefit of this process taking longer than you first hoped or anticipated? How could that be something that actually works in your favor for your benefit that it took a little longer? I wonder if you're familiar with the poem Ithaca by C.P. Kavafi. It's One of my favorite poems, it's translated from Greek. I only know the English translation. And the beginning is, As you set out for Ithaca, hope your road is a long one, full of adventure, full of discovery. It's a great, great poem that has spoken to me at so many very, very disparate disparate, not desperate, disparate times of my life. So no, the divine doesn't always reach out to me only via social media. There is wisdom all around us, each of us. And sometimes that divine message is as simple as, you know, Michelle, quitting won't speed it up. And sometimes wisdom comes in a beautiful poem. So if quitting or slogging through with something I'm not happy with are not my only two choices, what is? What are? Okay, sure. Quitting is an option. What are some others? I could delay the time frame of the book. I could ask someone for help. I could notice that I do have some good structure and just keep that part. And I could make a little more time to do the work, even though I wish that part was done. 
I could stop thinking that I've been wasting time and decide that time's only wasted when I decide it is. I could just decide that I needed to get to this crossroads so that I would take it more seriously, so that I would realize I want to bring more strategy into the way I think about the manuscript. I could keep going and decide that the first draft is supposed to be awkward and uncomfortable. Lots and lots of options between quit or be miserable. What about you? Where is something languishing in your list? Where are you seeing things only in black or white, now or never, leave tonight or live and die this way? Quitting is an option, but it won't speed things up. It won't solve anything. What if you were willing to spend a little time to sink into it, to sit in that discomfort that's making you consider quitting and start looking for some other choices that your brain might have overlooked. Discomfort is the currency of our dreams. It's the price of our dreams. And I don't mean the Volga boatman hauling, dragging, grinding, brutish discomfort, but the kind of discomfort that gets us excited, that gets us curious, that gets us to look for what is possible, what we have learned along the way, what exciting things exist to be accomplished. There's another great line from the poem, Ithaca. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. I'm just going to read you the poem. It's not long. And if you want more divine revelation via YouTube, Google the video where Sean Connery reads the poem. It is glorious. But today you've got me. You can fast forward if you don't want to hear it, but it's short. Ithaca. As you set out for Ithaca, hope your road is a long one, full of adventure, full of discovery. Lastragonians, Cyclops, angry Poseidon, don't be afraid of them. You'll never find things like that on your way, as long as you keep your thoughts raised high. As long as a rare excitement stirs your spirit and your body. Lastragonians, Cyclops, wild Poseidon, you won't encounter them unless you bring them along inside your soul, unless your soul sets them up in front of you. Hope your road is a long one. May there be many summer mornings when, with what pleasure, what joy you enter harbors you see for the first time. May you stop at Phoenician trading stations to buy fine things, mother of pearl and coral, amber and ebony, sensual perfume of every kind, as many sensual perfumes as you can. And may you visit many Egyptian cities to learn 
and go on learning from their scholars. Keep Ithaca always in your mind. Arriving there is what you're destined for, but don't hurry the journey at all. Better if it lasts for years. So you're old by the time you reach the island. Wealthy with all you've gained on the way. Not expecting Ithaca to make you rich. Ithaca gave you the marvelous journey. Without her, you wouldn't have set out. She has nothing left to give you now. And if you find her poor... Ithaca won't have fooled you. Wise as you will have become, so full of experience, you'll have understood by then what these Ithacas mean. So, veg your bestie. What is the Ithaca you are aiming at? Where is the there you want to go? If it's taking longer than you wanted, if it seems harder than you thought, maybe, maybe nothing has gone wrong. Maybe we should actually hope that your road is a long one. Because quitting is an option, but it won't speed things up. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So, until next week, make it easy and veg your best. <laughs>